Blog Talk Radio. And Pure Gold is live on the air for this Thursday night, March 31st, 2011. It's the last show of the month for the month of March, and we hope you've enjoyed each and every show as much as DG and I have. You know, folks, this is what we truly envisioned when we first started Pure Gold, a show where we could give our te- you know, our take and basically give it in an entertaining and PG way. We're just getting started, folks, and we're happy we're, you're here along for the ride. And we promise that the next couple months will be just as good as this month. Welcome once again to the show that covers sports, life, and everything in between. My name is Joe, just Mrs. Buccino. And as always, seated in his authentic WrestleMania 27 chair, my tag team partner, my co-host. David Gomez, a.k.a. DG, a.k.a. Uh, Daily Grind. How are you tonight, Daily Grind? I am doing good tonight, Just Business, sir. How are you doing? Yeah, I am doing well. You know, today was opening day in Major League Baseball, and the Yankees are headed to the World Series after today's win. Yes, that's right, folks. They're 1-0, and they're, under, they're undefeated. They got the juggernaut going, and they will be facing those tough opponents, the Atlanta Braves, who are also 1-0. I just want to wish both teams good luck, as I only hope that this World Series does get canceled, DG, because they will find some illegal substances in both teams. Well, JB, I would not be surprised to hear that or to see that or to be informed of that. Truth of the matter is that uh, neither one of us loves either team. I have no love lost for the Braves or the Spanks. I know Fitz is a huge fan, and I know that uh, you know many of our callers are probably Yankee fans, scum that they are. But, folks, this is an all-match show, so we don't talk about the Yankees. We don't even address them because they're awful, and those of you who like the Yankees are terrible people, including my nephew. JB, what do we have on tap tonight, sir? Um, I'll get to that, DG. I just want to also say that it's also Final Four time coming up this weekend. Woo! And DG, DG, we have Cinderella versus Cinderella. We have VCU taking on Butler. We also have two powerhouses on the other side of the Final Four, Kentucky and UConn. But guess what, DG? And guess what, folks? Tonight's PG, we will only be talking about what's most important about this weekend. We finally see the exit. The road to WrestleMania is here. We finally are getting off the highway. And guess what? Do you smell what PG's cooking? I think you can, folks. DG, give us the contact information, please. Folks, as always, our call-in number, 714-364-4721. And, of course, check out our website, puregoldpg.com, where you can vote, folks. Don't forget to vote a million times if you want to. I set it up purposely that way, folks. If you want to stuff the ballot, whatever you want to do, we're here just for you. Our question is, how many games will the New York Metropolitans win this year? Folks, the answers are as follows. Less than 70, 70 to 75, and I am actually, right as we speak, putting in a vote for my brother who asked me to uh, you know, drop a steamer on that team because the Mets suck it, folks. Uh, sorry, <laughs> that's a little, a little bit of, you know, whew, sorry, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Um, 
again, our, our, our votes, folks, you can either vote less than 70, 70 to 75, 76 to 80, 80 to 85, which is destroying all of our other uh, you know, picks so far. Then, of course, yes. you have the unrealistic 86 to 90 and 90 and up. That is the only vote, the only uh, choice that has not been voted on, not even once, folks. Like I said, right now, 80 to 85 is winning with 67% of the vote. So, basically, everyone thinks the Mets will be mediocre. Jimmy? You know, DG, like I said, the baseball season has started. It's time for Final Four. We've talked about Mets poll questions. But quite honestly, there's, you know, there's only one thing to talk about tonight, and that's the fact that WrestleMania is this Sunday. And, DG, how pumped are you? I am very pumped. I'm very excited. I have about 35 people coming over to my house to watch WrestleMania. People that I didn't even invite are coming over to watch WrestleMania. Um, we will. I tell you who will not be coming to watch WrestleMania. JB, any uh, any hints on that? Any guesses? Um, let's see. Evan Roberts. Yes, Evan Roberts will not be joining us. Um, I asked Evan today if he'd like to come and uh, basic, you know, come over since he's a part of the team, since he's been on 27 times. But he will not be able to because apparently he has a friend. <laughs> I find this hard to believe, Evan having friends other than us. But uh, he has a friend that he's going to be going over to the house and, uh, you know, they're going to be stealing some illegal cable or going to Hooters or doing something like that. So they will be, uh, you know, scumming it up, pure gold style. Yes, sure. sir. I just want to also say that <laughs> I also want to say, you know, uh, thanks, Evan, for a great show, as always. Tuesday was a very entertaining. Um, we had the FCC, you know, contact us regarding some porn references. But, you know, we've cleared our name, and, you know, we've become PG once again, DG. Yes, folks. Uh, uh, that, that that was addressed. We had a, a meeting. I mean, we did a whole bunch of things to, to deal with that, folks. But, you know, this is this is PG, like the WWE, uh, as it were. So we're trying to, you know, keep it real. Keep it real. Keep it real clean. Sir... Yes, sir. This is going to be an amazing show. This is going to be an awesome show. This is going to be a wonderful show. We have two special guests lined up for tonight. We have the one and only Justin Labar from WrestleZone.com. He'll be joining us momentarily. We will be getting his predictions on WrestleMania, WrestleFest, SummerFest, and all the other pay-per-views coming up in the world of uh, World Wrestling Entertainment. And, of course, uh, you know we're going to talk to him about the, the Rock and if Justin smells what he's cooking. I believe that he does. And we will also have, uh, joining us again, Regular contributor to the Pure Gold team, the Pure Gold show, Mr. Pyro Falcon from Online Onslaught, joining us to talk about Monday Night Raw. And, of course, we'll also get Pyro's predictions on WrestleMania, the granddaddy of them all, number 27. And I have to admit, JB, before we get uh, Justin on, we talk about this all the time. We always do our fantasy booking months before. A couple, If you had told me a couple of months ago that – the WrestleMania card would look the way that it does with Cena, Miz, and then The Rock being the guest host, and then Triple H and Undertaker with Shawn Michaels getting involved in there somehow, Edge and Del Rio, um, Lawler finally getting, even though I'm not looking forward to that match per se, but him finally getting his WrestleMania match. Um, I would have definitely thought that you would have been crazy and this WrestleMania was going to suck. I, I was, you know, we were talking about how bad it was going to be, like, man, there's, there's nothing going on, there's no excitement, there's no build-up, we don't even know. And look at us. Now, we're we're on the verge of an amazing, what looks to be an amazing WrestleMania, at least on paper. I haven't been this excited for a Mania since WrestleMania 20, which pretty much dropped a deuce on each and every fan, a big old steaming one, because it was a big old turd. It sucked beyond belief. Uh, we had the infamous uh, Goldberg-Lesnar match that I was looking forward to. We had Kane and Taker lay another egg. The only good moment, which of course has been 
soiled on with uh, radioactive waste in the aftermath was, of course, Chris Benoit winning the World Heavyweight Championship, and we all know how that turned out. But uh, aside from that, it was just a terrible mania, uh, and, you know, hype-wise, and then what it lived up to. But without any further ado, as I, could, as I stop babbling, we have joining us on the line all the way from Kern Angle's hometown, the one and only Justin Labar of WrestleZone.com. Justin, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. I just uh, I just uh, left Pittsburgh. I'm on my way to Atlanta right now. Awesome. Yeah, you're getting ready to check out WrestleMania live and in person. Yep, yep. On my way down, we got the uh, Kevin Nash thing Friday, and then uh, Stone Part Three of Chair Shot Saturday, and then Mania Mania Sunday. It's going to be a busy week. So you're going to go to Kevin Nash's uh, little party that that he's got going uh, right before WrestleMania. Well, I guess we're a day away, so I can pretty much let everybody know that uh, actually I'm the one that's hosting the damn party. But with, with, you know, it's, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like uh, I mean, it's, it's it's Nash's party, but you know, um, yeah, myself and some other people we're we're helping uh, we're helping to facilitate things. I mean, Nash is the official host. I shouldn't say I'm the host. That's, that's kind of incorrect to say. But we're 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 we're, we're, uh, we're getting it we're getting it moving here. So. So basically, you're the rock of this party. I don't want to go that far. I don't want to take any spotlight away from uh, all the guys that are going to be there. But no, we're we're, we're helping facilitate things, and uh, you know we're going to have cameras there and such. So oh, that sounds good. So uh, you're going to be you're going to be rubbing noses with the, with the big boys, with the big sexy over there, and the rest of the guys. Um, speaking well, of, figured, uh, I, I, we had we had we had such a good time with them in Boston. And, you know, only fitting to spend time with them for for Mania. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Um, you know, speaking of of Mania, let me ask you a question. As a fan, which you obviously are. Coming off of Monday's uh, Raw with that amazing Chicago crowd, if they held more events in Chicago, I definitely would not object to that. Are you more or less interested going into WrestleMania 27 than you were prior to Monday? Uh, I'd have to say more. I mean, Monday was really good, Raw, as it is, and uh, uh, I think they did as good of a go-home show as they could without spoiling Mania. Uh, so I think it did nothing but help, uh, yeah. but, but help the show. Yeah, I agree. There was a lot of good things going on there, and uh, obviously the two main segments. Um, do you think that Rock, Cena, Miz, that whole segment to close out the show, and of course the Triple H, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels segments, do you think that they did a better job of selling their respective matches, you know, as, as opposed to what they were doing previously? And, and what I mean is, you know, we're, I've heard a lot, I've read a lot, I, I don't see it personally, but I've read a lot of people saying that they're, they weren't too pumped about Triple H, Undertaker. I don't know how. But after Monday, it really sold them because of Sean. Do you agree with that, or do you think that they just added to it as opposed to really just amping it up another level? No, I think they did amp it up. I think uh, it, it was honestly, it was kind of falling flat. I mean, really, uh, the last few weeks, honestly, the video packages they put together, the wonderful people uh, at WWE's uh, production and editing team, the, the video packages were, were better than many of the monologues we were getting on Raw and SmackDown from Taker and, and Triple H. So I think, you know, both. Both that segment and the Rock Cena Miz segment was extremely long and in time, but uh, after I looked back at it a couple more times, I watched it over a few times. Uh, I didn't really so much have a problem with it, just on the fact that uh, both of those angles, obviously the two top angles going into Mania, and both of them were being sold each week on WWE programming with different pieces. You know, one week you'd have just Taker, one week you'd have just Triple H, one week you'd have Cena, one week you'd have Rock, uh, one week you'd yeah. have. It was just so, so both. So it was good that we got all participants in there, and, and the HBK thing. I, I, I was shocked it took this long for them to uh, for them to really insert him in there uh, in terms of being on camera and having uh, and having uh, a verbal, you know, you know, 
bat with both of them. So uh, I, I think I think both were very very fitting. It was better late than never. Hey Justin, this is JV from Pure Gold. Um, let me ask you uh, to piggyback on what you just said. Now I felt that that whole um, you know segment between Triple H, Undertaker, and HBK, it almost felt like this uh, this whole angle could have been ha- could have happened uh, about two weeks ago. I felt like with one week to go to WrestleMania, they left so many things unanswered. Do you agree, Justin, or do you think that they they played it just right playing the um, the angle that they played on Monday? I think it's just right. I think I think if anything more would have been done, that kind of would have been you know it kind of would have made Mania seem less of a big deal in terms of the. I mean, obviously Mania is a big deal, but it would have made Mania less intriguing in how the stories are going to conclude or take take shape. So I thought everything. I thought I think everything. I think every story and every match that I deem is relevant because there are a few that I don't even I'm not even really acknowledge. So everything that's relevant <laughs> and good going into this, I think all of those are right where they should be, and. Uh, for you know, some people are really downplaying Mania. I heard one of you guys talk about this a minute ago. You know, some people are really kind of like not into this Mania. I'm not sure how, but I, yeah, I, yeah. I think for, I think for whatever you know, whatever reason, I think this is one of the best go home rolls, one of the best weeks leading into a Mania we've had in a while. There actually is, uh, I think, you know, we're we're not going to be left uh, we're not going to be left unsatisfied. Uh, I'm pretty sure of that. No, I totally agree with you. And you know, the other main event. I mean, you have. All the hype placed on Cena Miz, you know, mostly going towards Cena and Rock with this match. Did, did you really feel that this match between, you know, Cena and and Miz will deliver? And uh, does the does the Rock get involved finally? And you know, finally, what do you think is the final outcome of Cena Rock? Well, the Rock has to get involved, otherwise there's no point of the last uh, six weeks. So yeah, the Rock has to get involved. <laughs> uh, yeah. And and in terms of uh, in terms of what happens, you know. I, it's tough because I, I'm going to go with the Miz is going to keep the belt somehow, some way. It's tough for me to say that, and I, and I want that to happen, and it's also a little tough for me to say it just because um, it's not it's not common that you have John Cena lose at Mania, and it's not common that you have heels walk out with titles at Mania. But I have a feeling that the Miz is going to retain because obviously they are going to do something with Rock and Cena that's going to prevent Cena from winning. Or my wild card. I did not. We did not report this on WrestleZone because we could not get enough uh, to substantiate it. Um, but I, you know, a lot of I heard a lot of different conversations from people within the WWE that I can say for a fact that it has been discussed. I don't know how serious or if it's still there, but it has been discussed and at least acknowledged that maybe at this year's WrestleMania, some way or somehow, The Rock walks out with the WWE title. Yes, The Rock. So. One way or the other, I don't see John Cena leaving with the title. I agree. I mean, they also planted. I mean, what what did you think about them planting the little seeds about like, you know, the way that John Cena delivered that fu was kind of heelish, don't you think? Uh, I mean, it was, but I I, I think you have, you have to remember you're dealing with uh, you know you're dealing with yeah I mean John Cena you when you're dealing with John Cena the Rock I mean John Cena is going to get booed especially in a city like Chicago yeah, Chicago New York Philadelphia. The cities that have a very uh, kind of a badass reputation and a very, uh, you know, very, very, you know, older crowds and such. You know, Philadelphia, New York, you know, kind of you know traditional old ECW hardcore type crowd. Those type of crowds, you know, John Cena always gets booed. You know, he got booed out the house, uh, you know, at the, at the press conference in New York City. Um, so I mean, it was heelish. But it, it was heelish, but it's not like I mean, it's not everybody. You know, 
Cena's never going to be completely one thing. He's never going to be completely another thing. He's all. I mean, right. you know, he just he just draws so much emotion. He's never going to be completely one. You know, when, he, when he's when he's dealing with when he's dealing with uh, the Rock, uh, he, you know, he's going to get he's going to get booed just because it's the Rock and and and, and that's that. I mean, when he's dealing with uh, when he's dealing with Wade Barrett uh, or or uh, Sheamus or right. or the Miz, you know, he's he's going to get cheered because that's, that's just how it is. Right. Now the other, uh, you know, the other marquee match at WrestleMania. Just take the flip side with uh, Taker and Triple H. I mean, these—it's not Taker and HBK where HBK could carry the match. Do you think this match is going to deliver? I think it will. Um, I was there in, in Houston for 17 when these two fought, and granted, they were you know 10 years, uh, 10 years younger, and, 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 and 10 years. Uh, I don't want to say less established because they were both huge then, but you know, you know what I mean. It was 10 years ago, but and now that was a good match. Um, you know, each has been off virtually for a year. Uh, you know, a few house shows, but that doesn't really count. Uh, I, I, they're going to put everything they can into this match. You know, they're just, that's WrestleMania. It's what you strive to do. They're both still, when they want to turn it on, they can turn it on. Uh, they're, they're, they're going to feel it for months beyond that. But uh, I think the match will live up. And, and again, uh, based upon what happened, again, Shawn Michaels is kind of like the rock in the situation. Uh, they're, based upon what happened this past week, I don't see any way that Shawn Michaels does not have some hand or foot uh, in uh, in this match, and I'm not even sure in which way, which makes it all the more intriguing. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Do you think so, Do you think he gets somehow inserted maybe as a special referee, like he says he wants to referee this no, match, no. or do you think, no, no? No, if, if he was going to ref, if he was going to ref, you would have built that. You would have, you, would have, you would have advertised that already, and let's keep in mind, you know, we already got also the special referee. Uh, Rock's going to be inserted some way, so I mean, uh, you know, I, I think I think the fact that they're not billing, everybody knows the Rock's. I mean, the Rock's, he, yeah, he's labeled as a guest host, but I think everybody can pretty much deduct that he's going to be. Yeah, I, I think I think a lot of people just are kind of assuming or are already assuming that he's in the, that he's there at ringside for the match, even though that hasn't been officially labeled. Obviously, Austin is officially the referee for the for the Cole Lawler match. I think. I think it would have been an overkill to, to have Bill Michaels in this match as well in a referee capacity, but um, I, I guess I think it goes without saying that he's going to appear in some way uh, or somehow. Yeah, I think the shame of that whole situation is that Sean's retired, so what happened on Monday was great, but the fact is that Sean's not coming back to wrestle. Unlike Ric Flair, who will probably die in the middle of a wrestling ring, I really believe that Sean is done for good. So they inserted him. It was great. I loved it as a huge HPK fan myself. And it added to the drama, but if if Sean somehow let's just say, which would be a bad idea, I think, screwed Triple H out of the match, uh, out of winning, it would suck because it doesn't do anything because they're not going to wrestle. But uh, you know, m- moving on to uh, SmackDown, I know that Joe and I both prefer Raw. I'm sure you and every other wrestling fan does too. But you know, we haven't seen too much of the whole uh, Del Rio Edge situation, other than what they've done on Raw. You know, I'm saying us personally. Um, both guys can wrestle. I'm a big fan of uh, Alberto Del Rio. I think he's he's going to do a, a great job, but do you think there's any possibility this match steals the show as far as the the three main events go? You know, will and will Del Rio leave this match with the title? Del Rio will leave with the title. I don't see how it steals. Uh, it may it may go down out of the out of the out of, out of the out of the three main events out of the you know out of, out of the two world title matches and the, the Triple H match. It may go down as the shocker, the, maybe the biggest shocker to people because I think Chris is going to call to edge the match. So that may that may catch the most people off guard. Uh, but then again, if The Rock walks out the WWE title, I think that's the shocker of the year. So, um, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Del Rio, I think Del Rio walks out the title. Um, you know, uh, I'm interested to see if both if both are good performers in their own way, Edge and Del Rio. But 
they, I, I, I mean, I'm really interested to see how this match turns out. Uh, I'll be glad that it's over, honestly, A, because I'm, I'll be happy to see Del Rio with the belt, B, because, uh, you know, I mean, I can remember I can remember being at the Raw the night after Rumble, and they, they were doing this, you know, when, when Del Rio announced that he was going to challenge for the World Heavyweight title, and, you know, I mean, the fact that this has been going on for that long, I mean, you know, the same thing with Randy Orton and Sam Punk you know, these, these streets have been going on for a while, as they're supposed to for Mania, but... Uh, at this point, I'm ready just to kind of see them wrap up and, and move on. Uh, I think Del Rio, like I said, walks away with the title. Uh, you know, it'll be an okay match. Obviously, it'll be the first that we see out of any of the out of, out of, out of the main event three. Uh, and like I said, I think Christian probably called Edge uh, the title, which will lead to Christian and Edge battling, and we'll see who steps up as uh, we'll see who steps up as the number one contender for Del Rio. Uh, some people think I'm crazy when I mention this, but you know, you look at who else is on SmackDown even challenge Del Rio, and um, I'm not sure, but you know, there's always a possibility. You know, Sin Cara. I know he's debuting the night after Mania at Raw, but I wouldn't be surprised if if they toss him on SmackDown uh, and try to catch uh, Shockwaves with him and Del Rio uh, battling. So I, I don't know, but I, Del Rio's got to win. Bottom line. Sorry, I rambled on that one. <laughs> no, no problem, Justin. You know, I was actually telling DG for the last couple of weeks that uh, to me it just seems like they're going that way, and I'm, I'm just I just feel like Christian is going to you know cost Edge the match. And I actually, uh, I think you asked via Twitter about some, you know, chair shot reality topics, and I, I actually tweeted saying, let's talk about Christian going heel. I mean, th- that's a very, uh, you know, it's very possible that's going to happen on Sunday night. Yeah, I, I think it has to. I mean, I don't really see any other, uh, let me put it this way. I mean, I've never been a huge, uh, Josh pointed out on, on chair shot last week, I think. I've never been a huge Christian mark, so to speak. Um, if Christian does not turn heel and cost Edge the title, then, I mean, he, then, 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 then he is pointless. And what, what the hell is there for him to do? At least if he does that, at least it sparks something interesting with him. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. I'm, I'm a big Christian. I remember Justin said it last week. I'm a big Christian fan myself. Uh, I've, I've never, I guess I've never seen why people prefer Ed so much to him. And he's, you know, 87 time world champion. Christian is a, you know, former TNA champ and ECW champ. But I would have personally preferred it or liked it if they had inserted Christian into the match, made it a triple threat, and I. I mean, I like Del Rio, but I don't think he should walk out of Mania with the title. It would have been good if Edge had retained it, and then you continue this feud to the next pay-per-view, and you keep going and really build Del Rio and Edge as the main feud, have Del Rio eventually take it from him. So I would have liked Christian getting involved, but, uh, you know, again, that's well, not going to well, happen. Thing, yeah, the only thing with Christian being involved is, I mean, take a, look, take a look at the card top to bottom. Look at how many of these matches and stories, either officially or unofficially in Assumption, uh, have three or more participants in this. You know, obviously the Roxanne and Miz thing, they're, they're, you know, now HBK, Triple H, Undertaker, you know, the Cole Waller thing has Austin, has Swagger on one side, you know, um, uh, you know, you have the eight-man tag, you have a six-man tag. There's not, I mean, this, this is an odd WrestleMania just in the fact that there's so many people clawed into each story, uh, which not necessarily is a bad thing, but I, I think, uh, I think Christian Carlson is the best way to go. I think if you had Christian in the match, I, I think, uh, I think, again, I think it's just too much. I, I don't think there's enough traditional one-on-one mania matches than if, if, if you have Christian involved uh, you know, officially in the match. Yeah, that's true. I guess I'm just thinking to myself, you know, and, and this is this is my next question. Uh, um, folks, we're here talking to Justin Labar of WrestleZone.com. Um, you know, I've been telling Joe for weeks, and in my opinion, you know, if I were booking Mania, if I were booking the WWE, I just, and I know they pulled this off, but eight matches for four hours, it's a bit much, me personally. I, I, I don't see how they're going to fill it up without a whole bunch of crap. That's why I was saying if they had included Christian, maybe make the match longer. And even this is one thing that I've been huge on, the whole mixed tag mess. 
I think Morrison and Ziggler should have gone solo and then have the Divas, you know, the, the four women in their own match. And then on top of that, you have uh, that, that crappy eight-man tag match that was just thrown together with the core against uh, Kane, Big Show, uh, Santino, and Kozlov. I would have liked it, and again, I don't want every match to triple threat, but if they could have somehow defended the tag titles there with Kane and Big Show and Santino and Kozlov in some type of tag team match, and then have Wade and Kofi do an IC uh, title match, you know, make it so you have 10 or 11 matches. I just don't see how eight matches is going is well, to fill up four hours. Well, I mean, it's I mean, eight's been kind of the number that they've been at for us. I mean, you got to remember, this is, I mean, you know, we... I mean, we can all remember back to you know growing up when you know, you'd, when you'd have Mania when A when A when Mania was only three hours and B Mania would have uh, a bigger card and sometimes some of the matches would get scratched because they didn't have enough time. You know you got to remember you know now Mania has changed so much in the way of you know now you know, they you know, they got to block off twenty minutes to um, you know to bring out uh, the Hall of Fame guys and they do that and then you know they got to factor and they do you know back in the day when they had more matches they didn't do elaborate video packages that recap things and. And the you know in wrestling when they when they time the shows out they give they give the wrestlers two times they give them they give them a curtain they give them a uh, they give them they give them a curtain to curtain time and they give them a bell to bell time obviously self explanatory you get a time saying yeah. okay this is how long based this is based how long you get for your entrance and how long you know, your entire on screen of time you have is and this is how long your match is um, and you try to work in the time. Uh, so you know, and, and and the curtain, the curtain stuff is even bigger, you know, these days because of mania and the elaborate entrances and and such. So I mean, you know, I mean, hell, the Rock scene on this, Rock scene on this, and Triple H Undertaker, that that fills that fills an hour right there. So I mean, and then now you're down to three hours with six more matches, you know, plus America the Beautiful, plus all the little other crap they insert in there. So I mean, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. I know, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. But as Jim Ross said on uh, Twitter. Uh, or on his blog or somewhere, wherever, wherever the hell Jr. said that you know, it, it, being on mania, being on the mania is a privilege. It's not it's not a uh, it's not a given right. Just because you're on the roster doesn't mean you're gonna you, you automatically get put on there. So, and I know it's disheartening for certain situations and certain guys, but it is what it is. No, you're right. You're right about that. I guess again, as an actual fan of the in-ring product, not just the WWE in general, um, you know, it's a shame to me Kofi's not on this card. You know, it's a shame to me that Swagger is not wrestling. It's a shame to me that, you know, again, Morrison and Ziggler dumped into this terrible, you know, intergender tag match. You know, so I'm looking at it from that point, like, there's so many guys who I'm a fan of who should be getting some time, and this is the biggest match of the year. This is the match you're going to get the most money for. This is the match, uh, the paper you really want to be on. So, you know, looking at it from that perspective, I'm thinking, you know, eight matches, four hours. I know they're going to do all the other peripheral stuff, but it's like, man, they could have squeezed in another match or two, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, it's you know, I mean, it's a Morrison thing. I can understand wanting to see him go one on one with Dolph, but I mean, I I'm happy that he's getting all the exposure. You know, the fact that he's with the Snooky thing, and then and the Snooky thing, honestly, with Snooky and Tristrax, it's going to build. I mean, you know, the, I, I mean, I know uh, me personally. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pop big at the arena when I whenever Snooky takes whatever does whatever she's gonna do. Or I mean, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's WrestleMania, it's celebrities. It's it's it's, it's it is what it is. I mean, uh, I mean, Morrison. I mean, don't get me wrong. Morrison and Dolph are still gonna have their. They're still going to have, I mean, obviously they're the only two guys in the match. I mean, they're going to have a good bulk of time to work. So, I mean, it's just, you know. Yeah. yeah. Justin, you're, you're going to, um, you know, I, I do get a little anal when it comes to WWE logic. So, you know, being a fan and be, you're a big fan, can you just explain a couple things to me? I got a couple things. Explain to me how yeah, I, <laughs> Explain to me how Stone Cold is inserted in this match where, you have a heel and Cole that, you know, really can't wrestle. And we know that Jerry Lawler 
all logic says that he should be able to beat him. How can they not fit Stone Cold somewhere else in the, in WrestleMania and have? Why couldn't they have JBL do you know the special referee in that match? Oh, hey, because JBL's happy uh, being out of the country and living a good retired life with the money he has. B, uh, it'll be a perfect. Uh, it's a perfect segue because Jr. is going to be calling the match, and, and you know Jr.'s. Uh, and, and I would imagine if Cole's written off TV or taken off Raw or what have you, uh, Jr. would be the replacement. Uh, so Austin fits and. Um, you know, the Cole Lawler match is kind of the Bret Hart Vince of last year. It's not going to be much of a technically match. It's going to be just one guy getting potatoed the whole time. So the fact that Austin's in there just adds a little bit of a an intrigue factor. And, of course, Austin's going to promote Tough Enough, and the Tough Enough guys are going to be there. So, I mean, with Jim Ross, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, there's really, I mean, if you're going to have Austin on the paper, there's really no other better. There's no other place that he's going to make any more sense in. Right. And this is not a big deal because it's not a big match. It was just added just recently. But when did Kane become a face? Uh, I, I don't even get, don't even get me started. That I was so pissed when he did the trumpet thing. I, all, all, all I can say here's, here's what I'm going to say to this. First off, the last mania I went to was in was in Detroit, and he fought the Great Khali for the in the Ceno Evil theme match because Ceno Evil was just coming out, and that was my bathroom break match. Now this match when it got when it got made when I saw that it got made, I, I thought to myself, okay, it's not going to be the first match, and as obviously it's not going to be towards the end. It's going to be smack dab in the middle of the card. Which is perfect because at that point I'll have drank an X amount of beers, so I can take another bathroom break. So really, I don't. I, I, every time, every you know, every time every interview or anybody's asking this week my prediction on that match, I, I simply just say I'm in the bathroom. I don't care. So that's what I'm going to say to you. I, I really. I mean, I, I'm so. Hey, I'm so fed up with Kane. Honestly, I mean, great, wonderful performer, talented individual, smart individual, uh, but uh, I, I'm my 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 course is has run with him. I, I can't deal with him anymore. Okay, and my final pet peeve is, now, I, I, I always think that you should open WrestleMania with a great technical match. Now, tell me for how great it would have been for a spot fest. And I know they want to save him probably for the next night on Raw, but would you have loved to see Sin Cara take on Rey Mysterio at WrestleMania? Well, um, I mean... There's obvious yeses to it, but that's not... You know, first off, you don't have a guy like... I mean, Sin Cara, I mean, you don't have a guy, you, you know, you just don't have him debut at Mania. That's not how you do it. You have him debut on Raw. I mean, you just don't, uh, you know, Cody Rhodes, obviously, I'm glad he's going to fight Ray. I like that little feud oh. there. And, uh, um, you know, really, the thing the thing with Ray Sin Cara is that's something that, I mean, it really just wouldn't make sense. I mean, yeah, there's a back history, too. I mean, there's a, I mean, or not, there, I mean, there's a history that, obviously, both men, you know, are, you know, big Mexican stars and they're mass wrestlers, et cetera, et cetera, but I, you know, I, I don't. Um, I'll put it this way. What, you know, how do you finish that? Obviously, you're not going to yeah. bury Sin Cara on his on his first time. Um, you know, and he, and he also has to look at it, he also has to look at how it runs the boys. I mean, you know, you got guys that have just worked their ass off for the last year. And it's supposed to be their, their this is you know their big payday. Um, you know, Sin Cara is already getting enough fanfare and such. I mean, that's why you have him debut the night after. Uh, it really doesn't. You know, that just wouldn't make sense. I mean, because remember, while while we who were more hardcore wrestling fans and, and, and journalists and, 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 and to pay attention to the internet and et cetera, et cetera. Um, there's a lot of people that they, they've, they've caught uh, glimpses of these, um, they've caught glimpses of these, uh, you know, Sinclair promos, but that's that. They don't know anything else about them. So that would really be a weird thing. Uh, that would really be a weird thing for, for them. So, um, yeah, I, I, I know what you mean, but it really, you know, Sinclair being the night after all makes sense. Uh, that's, that's all, you know, Night after all has always gone down for 
MAGA and such to debut, and X yeah. on Join DX, and so it makes awesome sense. Awesome Kong. Awesome Kong on Monday. I think that you know I, I would have loved to have seen it, and I, yeah, it doesn't. And I know that Joe would agree. It doesn't make sense from a storyline standpoint. I guess you're just thinking, you know, Luchador versus Luchador, how great uh, the the wrestling would be. But um, you know, I, I think that Sin Cara, I see his talent. Just watching him, just his little vignettes and stuff, doing his little thing. I saw a little match he had with Primo over the internet. He did his little finisher. Um, do you think that he's going to fit into the WWE? Consider uh, he looks like a smaller guy, maybe a little bigger than Evan. But do you really think that he's going to fit in? I know that Vince is smart, and he wouldn't have brought him in if he didn't think he could make him a star. But the fact that he can't speak English, the fact that um, he's a luchador when really nobody else is—I mean, who is he going to wrestle against? Who's who? Who is his style going to mesh well with? Ray has been able to pull it off when he's fought guys like uh, Eddie Guerrero and Kurt Angle and you know Chris Benoit, guys who can really wrestle, but. And this is just my opinion, and you may completely disagree, but I, I just don't know where Sin is going to fit in in the WWE on Raw, which is more of the entertainment brand, as opposed to SmackDown, where there's a little more wrestling going on. Well, he's bigger than Ray, so if Ray can pull off the matches that Ray pulls off, Sin Cara will be able to pull off. I mean, you know, uh, he'll, it'll be good. You know, Daniel Bryan has a different style than a lot of guys, and Daniel Bryan works well with anybody. Sin is going to work well. The English, not the English thing, obviously, they're trying to get that fixed. That is a problem, but I'll tell you this, uh, from... Um, I'll tell you this much, from uh, being behind the scenes a few weeks ago uh, with the SmackDown crew, I can tell you this, the guy that plays Armando Alejandro Estrada has been traveling with them for months, and they're looking to bring him back to TV, and I would not be surprised if he's the mouthpiece <laughs> for Sin Cara somewhere that would be uh, great. that route. That would be great. I was always a big fan of his, and just his uh, delivery and everything else. He, they need to bring somebody like that back, and make, even Cole, make Cole a manager. Do something where you know you have managers to talk for these guys who obviously can't talk. Yeah, I mean, Estrada's been with them for a while. They've been planning to bring him back to TV. They're just, they've been saying, or at least the, at least the, the answer I got from a certain person with WWE I asked uh, was, well, they're just trying to find something for him, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if they already know what that something is, and that something is Sankara. Now, Justin, before we let you go, we want to give uh, we want to, you know, pure gold exclusive right here. Just give me your <laughs> predictions, no explanations. I just want to hear your predictions real fast. Let's run them down. U.S. title match. Daniel Bryan, Sheamus, who do you got? Sheamus. Okay. You got the mixed tag, John Morrison, Trish Stas, Snooki versus Dolph Ziggler, and Lay Cool. Who you got? Uh, well, unless you're Pete Rose, then your rule is always that celebrities <laughs> uh, get put over. He's the only celebrity that doesn't get put over, so you have to go with Snooki. Okay. Ray Mysterio, Cody Rhodes? Uh, Cody Rhodes. Definitely. Jerry Lawler, Michael Cole? Uh, I'm going to say Michael Cole. Why? Not Jerry Lawler. <laughs> Not even a match. Okay, Randy Orton, CM Punk. Tell me CM Punk. Um, I'd like to, but he can recover better uh, even if he loses. I'd have to say Randy Orton. Come on. Okay. <laughs> Triple H, Undertaker? Undertaker. WWE title match, The Miz versus John Cena? Miz. And then finally, world heavyweight title, Albert Del Rio versus Edge. Albert. <laughs> He's called Albert. It's just uh, Del Rio, yes. <laughs> That's my heelish. loser. <laughs> All right, Michael Cole. <laughs> Justin, as always, thank you for joining us. Have a safe trip no problem, and enjoy Joe. WrestleMania. You know, enjoy WrestleMania. Folks, 
Sorry, I just want to plug you, Justin. <laughs> Folks, don't forget to check out Justin's great articles on WrestleZone.com, and make sure you watch his entertaining and informative show, Chair Shot Reality, along with his partner, Josh Eisenberg. Justin, a pleasure That's as right. always. Take care, Tim. Always a joke to talk to you guys. Take care. Thanks. Have a good one. Folks, that was the one and only classic. Justin Classic. That was great. At least, at least uh, you didn't give me the opportunity to call him uh, Josh uh, Labar like I did last time. Well, we definitely yeah. appreciate Justin, uh, you know, joining us, and uh, we're actually going to get into something in a minute. But before we do, this interview with uh, the legendary Justin Labar was brought to you by Rocco's Inner City Games. Rocco's Inner City Games, your gaming needs are our specialty. We have new and used games at competitive prices, and we also repair all video game systems. Come to Rocco's for all of your gaming needs. Call us at 973 That's right, folks. Call us. 883-6022 or visit us at 69 Garden Street in Passaic, New Jersey. When you call or come in, mention Pure Gold, the greatest show on earth. JB? Folks, it's 1036. It's time for the sports update and Todd's Take, brought to you by tonight, Design and Stitch. Looking to promote your business, school, church, or team? Contact Design and Stitch for all your embroidery and screening printing needs. Mention Pure Gold for 50% off of all setup charges. We are located at 194 Atlantic Street in Hackensack, New Jersey. Contact us at 201-488-1314 or visit us at our website, design-n-stitch.com. Oh, that sounded bad. <clears throat> Probably in my throat. <laughs> Folks, without further ado, it's time for the sports update, and I'm sure with the start of Major League Baseball season, Todd will include some of those scores. So, Todd, how are you, sir? Absolutely. I am fantastic. So happy baseball is back. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing well. Oh, Talking okay. all WrestleMania. <laughs> uh, currently, right now, I am actually uh, I'm watching the Dodgers, listening to you guys, of course, always paying attention to make sure that you're not saying anything I'm bad like, about me. Of course. <laughs> definitely. definitely obviously. So the Dodgers are definitely leading the San Francisco uh, Giants right now, one nothing in the bottom of the eighth. Uh, wow. Donnie Baseball, looking like he's going to get his first major league managerial win. Good for him. Uh, Cincinnati, they won over Milwaukee today, seven to six. Atlanta over Washington, two to nothing. The Angels over KC, four to two. San Diego and St. Louis, a long one, five to three in the eleventh inning. And the bad news is, is the New York Yankees won six to three over the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Even better news in the Awful. NBA, the Celtics are closing out the Spurs. Nice. So there you go, JB. You get a you get a win tonight. Mavs Lakers Thank set you. the tip off at ten thirty, and in the NHL, <coughs> excuse me, we had the Leafs over the Bruins four to three in another shootout. Cleveland drops one to the Caps uh, four to three in overtime. My wife's pens lost again, so again she's crying in her pillow tonight. Two to one to the Lightning. Crashes uh-huh. over the Flyers one to nothing. Senators over the Panthers four to one. The Oilers are leading the Wild with about uh, by four to two in the waning minutes of the third. Predators over the end, Avalanche in the end of the second. Kings and Canucks are scoreless about midway through the first. Stars and Sharks are set to face off any minute now. And, uh, yeah, I'll the Rangers 6 2. Thanks, DJ. Without further ado, it is now time for Todd's take. So, Todd, take it away, sir. So, I got one little nugget to drop before I get into my rant tonight. Apparently, your quarterback and mine. 
Former New York Jet Chad Pennington tore his ACL today in a pickup basketball game. So just when he gets himself <laughs> back together, he busts his ass up again. So he's done. He's out for the I'll year. I'll see ya. All right uh, now, I I really think the Jets should just give him a one year con a one day contract, let him retire as the Jet the way it should be, and just uh, go away, just go coach. <laughs> and need the coach. So, on a brighter, angrier, less self indulgent note, well maybe still a little self indulgent, I'd like to talk about this week's issue of uh, of SI in particular the. Just my type, spelled T-Y-P-E, so as to uh, force feed us the fact that he still has that razor-sharp wit. Oh, in a Q&A by Dan Patrick, this week's subject, Troy Palomalu. Oh, now, before I go any further, I just want to make sure that you can all decipher the coded tone of disdain in my voice. DG, we on the same page here? Of course. Okay, great. Definitely. I... Hey, Dan Patrick, all right? <laughs> you are not now, were not then, and never will be funny. So please, stop. You are the reason that ESPN ratings are up on Sunday nights between 7 p.m. and 7.30, Eastern Standard, Day, <laughs> Eastern Standard Time during the NFL season. You suck. <laughs> moving, in this re- <laughs> moving on, in this recent issue, my dander was really fired up as the conversation turned out, turned to the lockout. Patrick asked of Troy Falamalu, quote, are you officially unemployed, unquote? Troy answered, quote, yes, I'm looking for work. It sucks. I mean, is he kidding? You can't turn on the TV without seeing one of those stupid, ridiculous head and shoulders commercials. You are so full of it, Troy. You are barking up the wrong tree for sympathy, for sympathy, millionaire. Moving on with Dan, he asked about the recent rule changes and did he think the NFL wanted the games to be more entertaining or safer? Way to ask those hard-hitting questions, Dan. Did Keith Olbermann write that grapefruit for you? You suck. <laughs> Troy went on to answer, went on to answer that quote: "The nature of the game is that it is very violent." You think? Boy. He went on to say, quote, it's a shame we weren't able to have some say in any of the rule changes, unquote. I mean, is he for real? I mean, Troy, what makes you think you have any right to any voice or any say in any of the rules whatsoever? You, sir, are an employee of the Pittsburgh Steelers, a franchise of the NFL. It's like working for McDonald's, dude. They tell you how long to cook the fries They tell you when to flip the burgers. They tell you how to tackle the ball carriers. So stop complaining. You don't get a voice, an opinion. You don't get to play in any way you want. You get to play a child's game. You get wildly overpaid, and you sell your likeness to the highest bidder. Shut up. When asked about losing to the pack in the Super Bowl, he said, quote, we had to deal with a lot of things outside of football that other teams didn't have to deal with, unquote. He then listed things like saying the situation with Ben Roethlisberger missing the first four games. Well, wasn't that directly related to football? I believe it was. <sighs> he then talked about the, uh, the fines for illegal hits, 
you know, which, by the way, was also football-related, in case he wasn't paying attention to what he was saying. I mean, Troy, please, just shut your face, right? I've had enough of you, and this is all I can take. And, Gabby? Thanks, TJ. That was an angry rant, as you had uh, given us. Very angry. I mean, Mad Dog would be proud.
Sean just left, and there was that hanging thread about, uh, you know, where exactly Sean's loyalties lie, um, that's just a big question mark that's going to hang over the entire match, which is great. You know, gives them more drama. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, it's like I was telling Justin, though, I hate the fact that Sean is really retired and he's not coming back because I would love to see him cost Triple H this match and then lead to a feud between them with Sean as the heel and Trips as the face. But uh, moving on from that, what did you think about the whole Rock, Cena, Miz situation? Well, that was pretty good. Um, I actually didn't think uh, the quality of the segment was as good as Triple H and Undertaker and Sean. But yeah. um, it was solid enough. Uh, I thought Rock could have done a little bit more um, just in terms of his pro- his part of the promo because pretty much he spent the entire thing just pacing back and forth and looking angry. Um, but, you know, Cena comes out ahead, which is really the first time he's come out ahead. And, you know, it shows that the first time he and Rock get their hands on each other, Cena's the one who comes out on top, which, yeah. again, adds that little question mark that makes um, uh, that, that will make the match better. Yeah, now, I now agree Pyro, with that. Yeah. Don't don't kill me, Pyro, but I, I think the reason why Rock didn't do as much as he was going to do or as much as he should have done is because what John Cena was actually all true, <laughs> believe it or not. And the only retort that Rock could have was, you know, only the only person only, you know, person or being that could judge me is God, and he's the only one and even he can't save you from the ass whooping about to apply on you. So <laughs> I thought that, uh, you know, what John Cena was actually saying was actually true. It was almost like a shoot at one point, uh, Pyro. Well, what shocks me is all three guys have been telling the truth since the started. I mean, Cena's right that Rock has been uh, doing everything via satellite, and Rock's right that Cena's just appealing to children and has become a cartoon character of himself, and Miz is right that he was been shuffled into the background in this whole thing. Um, it's one of those rare storylines that it seems uh, truth is better than the fiction that the creative team, team can come up with. I mean, this all started over Cena's real-life comments to The Rock and The Rock's real-life comments back to him, and they're just playing off of it. It's it's a great story. You know, it, it feels real because it is real, but, I mean, it, it feels about as real as the whole drama between um, Bret Hart and Vince McMahon felt for a while. You know, yeah, it right. all starts with real life, but they managed to – bring it into uh, art, you know, art imitates life. So it was pretty cool. Right. Now let's uh, fast forward to Sunday night, WrestleMania. Give us a PG exclusive right here on PG. Obviously, definitely. <laughs> obviously. What do you think is going to happen on Sunday? Will Rock cost John Cena the match? Will Cena finally go heel? Will HBK cost Triple H the match or get involved at all? A lot of answers. <laughs> I'm sure uh, I, I'm sure pretty much everything you just said is true. I mean, Sean is going to get involved in the Undertaker-Triple H match somehow. I don't know if he'll cost him, or if he does cost him uh, the win, it'll probably be some sort of, you know, indirect costing him, some sort of accident or whatever, you know. Maybe he'll try to switch in Undertaker, but Undertaker will, will move and Triple H eats it instead. I don't know. But um, I'm definitely calling the Undertaker to win that match. Uh, as far as the Raw title, I'm uh, agreeing with Justin on that one that I think The Miz is going to walk away with it. I don't think The Rock will because as much as it would be great from a fan perspective um, for The Rock to win the belt, maybe even come back and wrestle for a while, it, oh, yeah. I just don't think it's going to happen. You know. Um, plus, 
you know, Miz showed the redesigned belt, which I know it's not really redesigned. It's just the spinner flipped 180 degrees, but still, it's a redesigned belt. And you don't do that unless you're planning on holding on to it for a while. So mm-hmm. I'm sure Miz is going to be walking away with it. Well, I think considering the fact that all he did was flip the W into an M, I think uh, they could easily just flip it back the other way or bring in a new belt. But I thought it was kind of stupid. <laughs> I don't know if you paid attention to this because I'm very picky and I catch these things, but when the Miz is doing his whole spiel, the belt was right side up. The W was back to being a W when he was ripping the rock or he was doing his thing. So, I, I, you know, I was paying more attention to that than what the Miz was saying. I was like, all this crap, I thought they would have at least glued it into the place of an M, but apparently the WWE can't afford to do that. So they just flipped the W, uh, you know, the, the way that it's supposed to go. But, you know, it's definitely going to be interesting. I can't wait to see what happens. Um, I know that Doug Mortman, our guest on Tuesday from uh, Busted Open, he said it on his show yesterday, which I listened to. They're all convinced Cena's going heel. Do you think that Cena is finally, um, I mean finally, going to give us what we want and go heel and freshen up the WWE product? No. And for the same reason that he hasn't yet, because I I don't think uh, WWE can afford to lose their their face of the company to go go full on heel. He can act like a heel. He can go as close to being a heel as possible, doing things like FUing the Rock or attitude adjusting or whatever they call it this week. But, um, you know, I, I don't think he's going to go full on heel. I don't think Cena will ever go full on heel unless WWE finds some more, some guy who's more charismatic than Cena and can actually be the new face of the company. Well, they always have Randy Orton. Cena's going to be a face. Oh, great. Yeah, that's, that's what kids need to learn, how to spray yourself with tanning. Uh, oh, God, don't get me started on him. <laughs> Now, now, Pyro, speaking of a match that I'm not looking forward to, or, you know, I guess it's more of an entertainment uh, segment, is the whole, you know, J.R. King, um, you know, Cole match, whatever you want to call it. Um, I don't even know why you bring JBL in for one segment if he's not going to be the referee of this match, because, like I said to Justin, you need, like, a a heel ref to to be the the ref of this match because it makes no sense to have Stone Cold when you know that the King is going to just destroy Cole. I mean, what do you think about that whole, like, segment or the whole match at WrestleMania between these two guys? Well, as far as JBL goes, the only thing I can possibly think of that would make that whole thing make any sense is if he winds up showing up anyway and he's a second referee and they do some sort oh, of that would be crap great. where... Austin winds up getting distracted, and then JBL gets to make the count. I don't know. But unless that happens, um, which I unfortunately don't think it will, you know, you're, you're right. The, the match is a foregone conclusion. Jerry Lawler's going to win. Cole's going to go home crying. Austin's going to stunner everybody in the world. Uh, JR <laughs> including slap on the ankle lock on Jack Swagger. Who knows? You know, but uh, the faces are going to come out on top of that one. Yeah, I think Austin may as well uh, just stun Jerry Lawler as well. What I find interesting about that whole angle, and I agree, it's going to be like the crap fest we had last year with Brett and Vince, except that, you know, that was real. This is garbage. Um, I would have loved to have seen Lawler go against Riley and Cole. I would have loved to have seen him go against Swagger and Cole. I mean, something to the effect where you get these guys wrestling in the matches. Justin pointed out that so many matches of so many, you know, you got four or five matches 
that have people interfering from the outside that have an extra person involved, although unofficially. You know, you have The Rock with the main, main event. You have uh, Brodus Clay and Christian in the other SmackDown main event. Then you have Sean and the Triple H Undertaker match. And, you know, even Vicky Guerrero and that whole hog fest of a match. It seems like every match has somebody extra, something, uh, you know, going on in, in that respect. But with Austin and, and, and uh, Jerry and everybody else, um, I was listening to an interview that Jerry did last week with Mark Madden, also another WrestleZone.com contributor, former announcer for WCW. And I know that he's trying to sell it. I, I don't understand it because he's talking to a, a guy in the know. But he really seemed to be serious about how he doesn't like Cole and he wants to take him out and, you know, he's going to hurt him and he's going to, you know, he, he basically said that he would think it would be an insult to the business that he's wrestled in, that he's been a part of, that he's been, you know, 8,500-time, 8, you know, Memphis champion. It would be an insult to all the boys if he didn't hurt Cole. Well, any thoughts on that? It's it's an insult if he does hurt Cole or uh, no no, it's not, if he doesn't because Cole is not a wrestler so there's no way that he should walk out of that without some bruising and some swelling and some scars. Weird was was Waller talking in character or out of character? That was that it was supposed to be a shoot. You know it didn't seem like he. That's what got me. I mean I, I can't imagine he really hates Michael Cole, but I uh, I didn't get the impression that he was talking in character. It was a very out of character type of thing, you know, inter, you know, interview wise about how great it is to finally wrestle at WrestleMania and he thought he was going to get the call a couple of years ago and how he never really wanted to retire and he has matches booked in in August and this is not his final match or whatever the case is, but I don't know, I I just thought it was kind of weird and thought maybe you get a, a little uh, comment on that one, but uh, you know, we uh we asked Justin this question, so I'd like to ask you the same thing. Did Monday heighten your interest in WrestleMania after you saw the hype for the main event matches and everything going on? Did it add anything? Like, man, you know, now I really have to watch WrestleMania, or were you already sold and you were like, oh, you know, it's just icing on the on the cake, so to speak? Yeah, I was already sold. I mean, I I was one of the few around the uh, I hate the IWC, but anyway, I was <laughs> one of the few around the IWC that uh, as soon as Triple H uh, interrupted Undertaker's promo, I was sold. I mean, that, that was it. And uh, yeah. the fact that that uh, promo had Triple H and Undertaker not speaking and just looking at each other, I was sold automatically even further. Um, the fact that The Rock is involved sells me on, you know, Cena Miz. I, it didn't add anything whatsoever because um, I'm already about as pumped as I can possibly be. Actually, if anything, it made me more upset once I heard that pointless eight-man tag match get announced. Oh, uh, that sort of dampened my enthusiasm for the first hour of the show. But uh, other than that, you know, um, I, I was already sold. But, yeah, it, it did add. It was icing on the cake as far as that goes. I mean, you know, the whole show on Raw, top to bottom, was good. So, yeah. No you know, you just said something, uh, and I know Joe was, you know, I was going to let Joe go next, but I had to interrupt him. You talk about that horrible eight-man tag team match that nobody cares about. Um, two questions on that. How the hell does Kane become a face? You know, nobody has switched sides like him. You know, he's basically the anti-Ricky Steamboat, where Steamboat was the face his entire career, amazingly enough. Kane switches sides like I switch underwear pretty much uh, every other week. <laughs> yeah, and he he switched. Um, it wasn't that he switched. It was like, uh, I, I hate it when people switch to face because they get beaten up by heels, because to me that makes no sense. And that's what yeah. happened to uh, Kane. I mean, the reason he turned face, so to speak, is just because uh, Core beat the crap out of him one week. And um, 
I mean, that's what happened to Orton when he first turned face. The only reason he turned face was because Batista gave him an electric chair drop when they were all part of Evolution, and it's just pointless. I mean, I looked at that, I shrugged, I'm like, okay, so a guy I've been hating gets his butt handed to him, and I'm supposed to like him now? Uh, yeah. That's akin to, like, you know, uh, getting upset at Jack Bauer because he gets shot. It's like, oh, he got shot. Let's do <laughs> him now. That, yeah. I love that show, by the way. But, uh, you know, speaking of uh, all that, uh, do you agree with me that, and what I told Justin earlier as well, that um, four hours is too long to have eight matches, and I know they're going to have the other peripheral craft, but I really believe that the, that the tag team match should have been turned into a triple threat tag team title match with you know Justin Gabriel, a.k.a. Ricky Martin, along with Heath Slater, against Kane and Big Show, against uh, Santino and Kozlov. That could have been a great match, and then they could have also turned uh, Wade and uh, Kofi into an IC title rematch. Any thoughts on that? Uh, first of all, right now there are nine matches, not eight, not to get anal, but uh, it's not quite so bad. Um, second, there's still no Divas matches on the card, and they'll probably pull something out of their butts for that. I mean... Um, I, I, it, I actually went to uh, WWE.com today to research the article I was writing, and um, the Six Divas had some sort of battle royal going into the WWE Superstars, which aired tonight that I never watch. And the tagline for that match was, which diva is going into WrestleMania with a win? So that implies that they're going to be doing something. So if the divas do have a match, then we're up to ten matches that are confirmed. Um which isn't bad when you add in all the ancillary stuff. But as far as what you your fantasy booking ideas, I really like them because to me it's a tragedy that for the eight-man tag match, you're tying up two titles in this pointless throwaway match that isn't doing anybody any good. I mean, your tag team yeah. champions, you know, are with two former sets of tag teams, who cares, and the intercontinental, the new intercontinental champion um, is – basically, you know, his title's irrelevant. I mean, he's got it, but who cares? He's not defending it against anybody. Like you said, uh, with Justin, Kofi's off the card. He he doesn't even get his rematch. I don't know. It, it's stupid. Um, I mean, you could have put, you could have pulled some of the guys from uh, later in the card to have a match with each other instead of being wrapped up as someone's corner man. Like, just off the top of my head, you have Jack Swagger and Christian who are committed to being someone's corner man Put them in a match against each other. I mean, you know, I'm a huge question yeah. mark, and Jack's great technically speaking, so, you know, that's a great 15-minute match right there. And that, that yeah. can even be a number one contender spot for whoever has the belt after Alberto Del Rio and Edge go after each other. You know, that's so, yeah, a great point. There's a lot of missed opportunities. That's a great point, and I hadn't thought of it. And considering they're both on SmackDown, that would have fit in perfectly because then, if anything, you could have had JBL in the corner of Cole – as his trainer, because he's a former world champ, world heavyweight champion, obviously WWE champ, and then you could have had Christian and Swagger feuding for number one contendership. You know, I, that, that's a really great point. And plus, of course, exactly. you could have even had a, a Christian, you know, lose that match and then cost Edge the title or whatever the case is and turn that into a feud. So you're right, so many missed opportunities. Well, I'm right, and you're right, so many missed opportunities. But uh, I just had to uh, throw that in there before, uh, you know, Joe goes on his uh, little rant. JB? Thanks, uh, Pyro. But before we let you go, I think uh, it'd be good as a PG exclusive. We did with Justin. Instead of just me asking this last question, particularly about CM Punk and Randy Orton, I just want to run down the car with you. Give us your predictions, and actually give us like a sentence or two on why you're picking. Is that okay, sir? Absolutely. 
All right. Eight-man tag. I'm going to throw the garbage away first. So, eight-man tag, what do you think? <laughs> Take out the uh, track. The heels are going to win. The core is going to win because it doesn't give uh, the faces any sort of advantage at all to win. And the core, you know, they're on the momentum streak. They're going to keep going. And, in fact, uh, here's a PG exclusive for you. I assume the ending of the match is going to be one of those chaotic things where everybody gets to hit their finishers with probably kicking off with uh, Santino hitting the Cobra. And it'll conclude with Wade Barrett hitting the waistline on probably Santino and ending the match. So the core's got that one locked up. Okay. How about the U.S. title rematch between Sheamus and Daniel Bryan? Sheamus, because uh, if Daniel Bryan gets it, you know, he's had it for, what, a year and didn't do anything with it. And, you know, Sheamus has been losing, didn't do anything with him. You know. I think he only had it, it for it, three months. <laughs> really? Dang, it's yeah. like a year. <laughs> um, but, uh, it, it definitely wasn't a year. <laughs> It certainly felt like a year, but uh, anyway, uh, yeah, if Daniel Bryan gets it back, then, you know, it, it doesn't go anywhere, Sheamus doesn't go anywhere, Daniel Bryan doesn't go anywhere, Sheamus has to keep it, and then all, both guys can move on with different storylines. All right. How about the mixed tag match between John Morrison, Trish Strass, and Snooki versus Dolph Ziggler and L.A. Cool? Yeah, um, as Justin said, he never bet against the celebrity, so Snooki wins as much as that pains me to say out loud because I really, really hate Snooki. I, I, I hate Snooki about as much as you guys hate the Yankees. So, yeah. And Randy Orton. <laughs> of course. And Randy Orton. Yeah. Uh, Ray Mysterio versus Cody Rhodes. I've got Ray Mysterio winning that one because uh, Cody's sort of come out on top each time he's uh, appeared the last few weeks. And um, I can't see that storyline continuing. I mean, I think they've already milked it as much as it's going to get milked. So let Ray win, get Cody moving on to something else. All right. Jerry Lawler versus Michael Cole. Lawler, absolutely. I mean, as long as Austin's involved as a guest ref, unless, like I said before, JBL uh, materializes as the guest second referee um, and becomes the raw uh, anonymous general manager or something, you know, Lawler's got that one in the back. All right. So far, you have – more faces winning than heels, so give me your Randy yep. Orton versus CM Punk. Um, I've got Orton winning that one, too. Uh, only oh, because... Uh, I know, I know. But uh, it's that one actually, to me, is a pick em because um, or, it's very rare in wrestling for especially a face to sweep through a feud, and that's all Orton's done. I mean, they've assaulted him a couple times, but Orton has won every single match. Um but I don't know. I, I just I, I bet against Punk because I don't know. WWE doesn't seem to like him very much. But on the other hand, I mean, who knows? Maybe Punk will uh, reveal some new member of Nexus just out of thin air who will help, or maybe uh, he just straight up wins, which would be fantastic to me. So, right. but uh, yeah, I, probably... I think Orton's going to wind up winning. All right, and here we go with the bread and butter, the three great matches: Undertaker versus okay. Triple H. Undertaker, the streak stays alive. And, Ooh. in fact, actually, uh, one of the I, – I, um, I'll give a little free advertising on Netflix. They have the true story of WrestleMania out on instant viewing. And I, so I checked it out just to help myself hype up for it. But during that, they actually talk about the streak. And Triple H himself says to the camera, I hope the streak never ends. And maybe I'm overthinking it, but if Triple H, the actor, so to speak, wants the streak to continue – 
and obviously he's in a position to make the call. Um, I don't think he'll let Triple H, the character, actually win that. And, you know, I, I think Undertaker should, whenever he finishes, whenever he hangs him up, he should be undefeated at WrestleMania. Um, I, I would never today. bet against the Taker at WrestleMania. Well, you know, they should have really made this match a streak versus death match because, you know, I think Triple H should actually die after this match. So, or that, or make Chaperone Two, produced by DG and Pyro. So, you know, just my honest take. <laughs> Let's get to the WWE title match between Miz Please. and John Cena. I've got Miz winning that, even if uh, Cena doesn't go full on heel. Uh, I, I don't see how Miz can walk away without it. Um, I didn't realize his title suddenly flipped back to being a W on Monday, but you know, whatever. Um, he, I don't, I just maybe that's just me hoping that Cena doesn't get it because you know we're all sick of him holding the title. So you know, let Miz keep it, let Rock rock bottom Cena, and then you know, drop people's elbow on Miz or something, and you know, everyone will be happy. All right, and finally, Albert versus Edge. Who do you got, <laughs> Albert? I've, I've got Del Rio, because uh, I'm hoping that uh, Christian gets involved. I don't care if he turns heel or not, but uh, he'll, I'm hoping he costs Edge the title. Let uh, Christian get involved in that feud, make it a three-way feud. Um, and, you know, I think that would be great to, uh, even even though uh, adding Christian to that match and making it a triple threat is a good idea now, um, I would prefer seeing Alberto Del Rio defend the belt now, or, sorry, get the belt now, and then throwing Christian, make a triple threat for SummerSlam. That keeps the feud going, and, you know, this is a good step in that direction. So, Alberto Del Rio gets the belt. It is his destiny. Yeah. All right. Yes, uh, and, yes uh, I, I agree with that, sir. Any, is there any other matches, Joe? Did you miss one? No, I just want to say, you know, as we, you know, approach WrestleMania, Pyro, I sometimes feel like, you know, WrestleMania is the end. It's also the beginning of storylines, and, um, you know. Where it starts all over again. Again. Yeah, where it starts all over again and again. In, in three years, when they're at WrestleMania 30, Pyro, I think the, the motto will be where it all begins again and again and again. And again. <laughs> <laughs> but I just wanted to say on a personal note, Pyro, it was a, it's been an honor and a privilege to have you on our show. We wish you much success, and, you know, you're always welcome back to continue with the On Fire with Pyro, but, again, you have been a true gentleman and scholar and we always appreciate your insight on all wrestling things. And I appreciate the appreciation, guys. Um, I'm, I, uh, I'm sure I'll be back on your show uh, regularly after, say, a few weeks. Um, I'm, I hadn't really announced it in so many details, but after WrestleMania, I'm taking at least three weeks off of writing online onslaught. And uh, with college out of the way and getting online onslaught out of the way, I'm just looking for just like a three-week break from everything except my day job. So. Oh wait, so you're uh, saying but, that this. Wait, so you're saying there's not going to be any more recaps of NXT? Because I, I so look forward to those. <laughs> oh, yeah, brother. you and the uh, other four fans who watch it <laughs> regularly, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, well, but, but listen, before we let you go, uh, first of all, you're, Joe's right that you've been a gentleman and a scholar, while Joe has been nothing but pure scum. And I actually had my uh, producer check out, and I was wrong, but you're still wrong. Daniel Bryan held the title for six months, and it did seem like a year, but it was not a full yeah. year. I just had to throw that in there, sir. As always, it's been a pleasure. Have a good one, and uh, 
you know, obviously I'm sure we'll talk after WrestleMania, you know, however obviously. that is through Smoke Signal or, or Twitter or whatever the case is. But uh, <laughs> enjoy it and, uh, you know, try to try to fake uh, call out sick or something from work on Sunday. Like, oh, it's 7 o'clock, i got to go. <laughs> I, I have considered that. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be in touch with you guys somehow. All right, Pyro. Take care, sir. Yeah, take care, guys. Bye-bye. Folks, that was the one and only Pyro Falcon. As Joe said, a true professional and a gentleman and a scholar, unlike JB. Uh, Joe, before we wrap up the show, I just have one more thing that I'd like. One nugget. We have done zero nuggets this week, but I'd like to just do one real quick, if possible. Uh, tough Enough, right? It premieres this Monday after Raw, and Monday's going to be a slop fest of wrestling. It's going to be the Hall of Fame at 8. Raw at 9, and then at 11, Tough Enough. I honestly think this is going to be good, this go-around. Well, because, first of all, how can you go wrong when you have two of the all-time greats in Trish Stratus and the Booker Man, my personal friend Booker T, training the wrestlers along with, you know, Hugh Morris. Um, you also have Steve Austin, you know, beer-swilling, uh, you know, wife-beating Steve Austin hosting the show. He is one of the greatest of all time, one of the top four, no doubt. And, of course, you have guys like The Rock who are going to be guest-starring on the show. It's already been confirmed that Rocky Maivia himself, uh, the great one, the people's champ, uh, you know, my uh, cousin twice removed, is going to be on the show guest-starring. You know, the reason I think, Joe, if you're still awake, the reason I think this is going to be good is because they're picking real athletes and a lot of current independent wrestling promotion guys are going to be a part of the show. So, for the most part, these people can actually wrestle. They aren't beginners starting from complete scratch like uh, the original Tough Enough series. You know, they have a guy, uh, Matt um, Capiccioni, who, a.k.a. M-Dog 20, who I know is, uh, is, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure Justin knows who he is. He's wrestled for Ring of Honor. They have Ivalice Velez, who's wrestled for WWC in Puerto Rico, and she is probably my cousin once removed. Um, They have a guy in Jeremiah Riggs who's fought for the UFC and Strike Force in the past. There are a couple other people who have wrestled all over the place. And, of course, two women I greatly respect. Michelle Dayton, who has appeared on America's Next Top Model, and she's been, she's like 25, and she's been wrestling for like 11 or 12 years. And they have the lovely Rima Faki, who is Miss USA 2010. You know, I, honestly, JB, I respect her to no end because she traded in beauty pageants to try and make it in the WWE. As a big fan of Trish Stratus, she's the example for Rima to set and, uh, the, you know, for Rima to go after. And Trish is going to be training her because Trish was a fitness model. Um, you know, she gave that up to be in the WWE for seven years and be the greatest diva of all time. With Miss Stratisfaction herself training Rima, she may as well, possibly, maybe, definitely, all pure gold exclusive, she may become the next Trish Stratus. JB, any thoughts on that before we uh, close this bad boy out? DG, I have no doubt that this Tough Enough season will definitely, obviously, definitely be the best obviously. Tough Enough season for many reasons, definitely. I mean, you have a lot of star power, and you de- you definitely have a lot of athletes that could definitely become the next WWE superstar. And as I was saying off the air at our production meeting, and I'll tell all your pure gold, all the pure gold audience right now, is that the first show will definitely, obviously, be a great show, and will get massive ratings because it'll massive. be the day after the day after Raw or WrestleMania, as we say. Yes, um, we say. But. It's it's all about the second, third, and fourth episode. Let's see if they are able to keep the ratings up uh, after the first show. But I definitely will tune in the first one, and I may tune in the second one. We'll just have to wait and see. Well, for, oh, JB, it's all about the money, as Vince would say. But I was talking to Pyro about this earlier today, and, you know, I, I had to throw in that whole NXT comment because Pyro is the only person on the planet. It's actually been documented. There's studies to show that Pyro is the only person in the world that watches NXT other than Vince McMahon. Um 
But, you know, Tough Enough is going to be good, on I believe, on many levels, you know, as I obviously went into great detail about. And, I, you know, I'm hoping it's going to be good because it's another thing to watch. I mean, the fact is you had guys like The Maze, you had guys like John Morrison, they came out of the original Tough Enough, uh, you know, run. So those guys who had no wrestling experience at all, you know, were able to make it. Morrison is a main eventer, you know, in the making. He's going to be WWE champ one day, I believe. Miz is WWE champ. So if anybody can come out of this, if Rima can be the next great diva, if any of these women, you know, men can be the next big superstar, you know, it'll be worth it, definitely. But, folks, of course, definitely, obviously, possibly, maybe, this show was brought to you by Rocco's Inner City Games. Your gaming needs are definitely our specialty. We have new and used games at competitive prices, and we also repair all video game systems. Come to Rocco's for all of your gaming needs. Call us at 973-883-6022 if you're in the New Jersey area, of course. Or visit us at 69 Garden Street in Passaic, New Jersey, Joe's favorite town. When you call or come in or stand outside the window and stare into the building, make sure you mention Pure Gold. Thank you, DG. Before we close out the show, Dill, DJ, and I tell us our other sponsor for tonight, um, are we going to let the audience, are we going to give them our predictions tonight or are we going to do it on WrestleMania Sunday? We should do our predictions after the matches are over, so we can basically be nine and zero. And Pyro's right. I can't believe I missed that one match. I guess that Slotfest eight man tag. I didn't even think about it, but there are nine matches on the card. So you know, little little notch on Pyro's belt. Um, if you want to, let, let, let's do it, JB. We still have uh, fourteen minutes in the overrun. You want to give our predictions, sir? Do it. Do it. Yeah, I think we should. I think we should do it. I think we should do it because for some reason every year. I always have a losing record when it comes to WrestleMania predictions. So, um, you know, let's go down the line. Let's uh, start out with the eight-man tag. Who do you got? Eight-man tag, I don't give a crap. I think that the core will win because Ricky Martin will hit the Vida Loca on Santino Morello. I agree. I got the core winning, too. Or else, why bother having the really retarded team known as the core be part of a faction on SmackDown? So, you have the U.S. title match, Daniel Bryan versus Sheamus. I think there's no doubt Sheamus has to win. I, uh, again, go back to my original point. Daniel should have won the match the other day, and then Sheamus should have taken the belt off of him at WrestleMania and made it that much of a bigger moment. Sir? Two for two. I agree with you. How about the John Morrison, Trish Stress, Snooki match versus Dolph Ziggler and Lay Cool? I think the faces have to win that match, and Snooki's probably going to give the reverse stink face, if you get what I'm saying, to uh, one of the other ladies and uh, pick up the win and Morrison and Ziggler are going to do most of the heavy lifting, and then Trish is going to uh, stratify everybody after the match. Three for three. I agree with you, sir. How about Raven Steer versus Cody Rhodes? I think that Cody has to win. I, I don't. I know Justin liked it. I don't know what people are smoking. I, I don't see it. Again, I don't watch SmackDown, so I literally don't see it. Uh, Ray handpicked Cody to be his opponent. I really could care less. Never been a fan of Rey Mysterio, and I just... I remember seeing Cody Rhodes induct his father into the Hall of Fame, and I thought, man, this guy has talent. He's good. He can talk on the mic, and instead he just puts a nose ring in you know, his left nostril or whatever the hell it is, and he sucks. But I think he's got to win this one, sir. This match has slop fest, has me going to the bathroom, going to <laughs> feed your cat, uh, all at the same time because <laughs> this match is crap, pure crap, folks. But I do agree that Cody Rhodes will win this match. How about the... Entertainment segment of WrestleMania, Jerry Lawler versus Michael Cole. I don't see how Michael Cole wins this match or comes out on top. Um, I just don't, honestly. I, I really think this has to lead, and we talk about this all the time, but I really believe this has to lead into Cole no longer being an announcer, bring JR back, because you just cannot, under any way, shape, or form, no circumstances, have 
Cole go back to announcing on Raw. If anything, go to SmackDown. I think Lawler has to win this match, sir. All right, I agree with you. Jerry Lawler has to win this match. If this is going to be his only WrestleMania match and moment, Jerry Lawler better win the match. Um, you know, just out of principle, I don't even think we should, uh, you know, it's a given who we're going to pick for the next match, but I'm just going to have to say it anyway. Randy Orton versus CM Punk. You both are going to pick CM Punk on this one, sir. No ifs, ands, or buts. Not even because we don't like Orton, but I think Pyro made a great point and I really hadn't thought about it because I'm, you know, usually too busy going to the bathroom when you talk about Randy Orton. But he has swept the entire Nexus through, and how can he beat CM Punk? This basically will kick CM Punk right in the nut, <clears throat> excuse me, right in the uh, testicular fortitude. And, uh, he, you know, it, 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 if he lost, it'll suck. Maybe Punk uh, loses this match, but I know we're both going to pick him to win, so I pick CM Punk. I agree with you, sir, and especially hey, after. Sir. Wait, before yes, before sir. we move on. Um, how bad is it that the Nexus was so hot at SummerSlam, so hot before that, and going into WrestleMania, there is no Nexus. They're a slop-tastic mess, and you have the vestiges of it in the core, which is another slop fest, and it just never panned out to be anything other than a one-hit wonder. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, if you were going to have a slop fest of an eight-man tag or any kind of tag match like that, you should have really had core versus Nexus, to be honest with you. Yeah, I agree. I agree, and I think it sucks, like Pyro uh, uh, said, again, referencing him, the fact that two titles are tied up in this one match and they're not going to be defended, which is, I think is a travesty. I honestly believe, uh, much like United of Champions, every title should be defended at WrestleMania, um, or at least in you know in some capacity, most of the titles defended. And the fact that Divas aren't having a Divas title match is another joke, but that's besides the point, sir. Moving on. Moving on. Now I'm gonna, it's a two-part question. Who do you think is going to win the Undertaker versus Triple H match, and whose introduction is going to be longer? Um, I think that they'll both be tied for an hour each uh, intro, um, okay. but that'll be the introduction. That'll be the video package. That'll be an hour, and then after that, it'll be an hour for Undertaker and Triple H to both get to the ring. So basically, most of the pay-per-view will be spent on this match. Most of the night, uh, most of our time eating pizza, you know, making jokes and uh, going to the bathroom, you know, Whatever it is we're going to be doing, feeding the cat, you know, visiting Evan, uh, going to see Freedom. It'll be during this match, so I think it'll be tied for the longest uh, match in WrestleMania history. Or, you know, bell to bell, or what is it, curtain to curtain, whatever it was that Justin was saying before. Um, but I think there's no way Triple H wins this match. I'd love to see Sean come super kick Taker and, you know, think Triple H is ready to go, do the DX sign, both of them, and then have Sean super kick Triple H and then go home and super kick his wife, if you know what I'm saying. End that, and then have Taker somehow win. Um, I know we both agree that this streak is Taker never should have the streak, but he has it. They're not going to have Triple H win. I think there's no way in hell, literally, that uh, Triple H is going to win this match. Sir, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to tell you that Undertaker is not only going to win this match, but he's also going to have the longer of the two introductions. And the way I see Triple H and Shawn Michaels, or Shawn Michaels' role in this match, is that the referee is going to take a bump. Shawn Michaels is going to come down to the ring. He's going to try. He's going to hold up Undertaker. I mean, Triple H is going to hold up Undertaker for some sweet chin music. Undertaker is going to duck, and sweet chin music is going to be delivered to Triple H. Shawn Michaels will then be choke slammed out of the ring, and Undertaker will mm-hmm. still be undefeated after that match. Shawn will be choke slammed, choke slammed straight to hell, where he'll go and straight he'll accept. Where <laughs> he doesn't belong, of course. But sir, let's move on the from this. <laughs> How about the WWE title match between 
Miz and John Cena. I think nine for nine for the first time in the history of our friendship, in the history of the show, in the history of our lives, and in the history of God's green earth. We're going to pick all of the same exact finishes, same matches, same winners. Miz has to win this match. Cena has to lose. Cena needs to go heel. Something needs to happen. There's no way that John Cena can walk out of WrestleMania with the title. With that being said, this will probably be the first match of the night, and Cena will squash Miz in four seconds, and The Rock will come out and shake his hand and kiss Cena on the lips, and that will be the end of that. There's no doubt that The Rock plays a huge role in this match, and there might be yet another ref bump where Rock comes down and delivers a rock bottom to John Cena, costs John Cena the match. John Cena flips out, goes heel. That's what we could hope. That's what we could dream. But WWE logic will say that. <laughs> yeah. But the WWE logic will say that Miz will retain. This will set up a hopefully a few down the road, maybe at Summerfest, maybe hopefully. not. We'll see. <laughs> and Jeremy but Piven will be the guest referee for that match, by the way. Jeremy Piven should definitely be the referee of that match. <laughs> but I do pick the Miz to retain the title. And then finally, we have the World Heavyweight Title match between Edge <laughs> and <we> Albert. <laughs> I thought we already picked that match. Holy crap. Um, okay. I think I think that Del Rio. See, I don't know about this, Joe. I, I, I want you to go first, so then I can agree with you, and then we can just have all the same picks. Because okay. I don't see how I don't see how two heels walk out of this WrestleMania as champs, but I don't see how either. I don't I don't see how Edge retains, and I don't see how Miz doesn't win. Yeah, I mean the the reason why I pick Albert, not Alberto Del Rio, but Albert Del Rio to win this match is because I really think that the only reason why they inserted Christian in this whole angle is to to turn well, heel. Yeah. And cost Edge the title. So I think that, you know, you, you could have a great feud. You know, you know they dropped the ball last year or two years ago when they could have had, you know, Edge and Jericho feud for like a whole year over the title. But that I think they could have a – yeah, I think they could have a great feud um, between Edge and Christian. I, I mean, these guys put on a great show. They have great in-ring character. I mean, they, they know how to deliver a promo. So I think that Christian will cost – Edge the match. Albert Del Rio will then walk away with the World Heavyweight title, and then you got a great feud with Edge as the face and Christian as the heel. I agree with that. See, my only thing is this. If that indeed does happen, I actually think it makes more sense to keep them both face. You could even have Christian still costing the title by mistake, but have them face and then feud with Del Rio because if Christian goes heel, that leaves Edge as the only main event guy on SmackDown as a face, and what the, he's going to feud with Alberto Del Rio for the next six months. It doesn't make any sense. Who's going to face Del Rio for the title other than Edge? I think you need some main eventers on SmackDown, which you, of which you have none. So, I, I mean, I agree that it's probably going to happen, but at the same time, I personally don't think it makes sense because what's what's going to be the aftermath of that? All right, uh, Del Rio wins, he's heel, and then Edge and Christian are going to feud, and who's going to fight Del Rio for the title? Is he just going to vacate? You know, is he going to is he is he going to be fighting Jerry Lawler for the World Heavyweight Championship? Yeah. And folks, you know, this has been a great show of, you know, pure wrestling because Of course. Pure crap. Sunday is Sunday is WrestleMania twenty seven and I'll let D G give uh, give the big surprise about what's gonna happen after WrestleMania in terms of PG. But folks, tonight's show is also brought to you by Design Stitch. Are you looking to promote your business, school, church or team? Contact Design Stitch for all your embroidery and screening printing needs. Mention pure gold for fifty percent off of all setup charges. We are located at 194 Atlantic Street in Hackensack, New Jersey. Contact us at 201-488-1314 or visit us at our website at design-n-stitch.com. 
And DG, before I let you go, before we let everyone go, I just want to also say that the Final Four is this Saturday, and I'm picking VCU because I want the ultimate Cinderella to take on Kentucky, the ultimate powerhouse, and I want to see VCU win it. It would be great for basketball. It would be great for the underdog. So that's all I want to touch upon the Final Four. And I, sir, will see you Sunday night for WrestleMania. Actually, I'll see you at 3 p.m. for WrestleMania 27. <laughs> of course, we're going to have a live uh, production meeting. We're going to be filming videos, folks. Uh, possibly for the first time, we may have, uh, since November, an updated video on our YouTube page. You know, we've been doing yes. this show for, for three and a half months, and we haven't done a damn video since. But, you know, yes. hopefully we'll, we'll get that going. But, folks, just remember... We're going to have Doug Mortman from SiriusXM's Busted Open. He's going to be joining us next Tuesday. But before that, folks, you're not going to want to miss this Sunday. Not only is it WrestleMania, not only is it the greatest show on earth, not only is it the granddaddy of them all, but we will have an exclusive post-WrestleMania show from 11 to 12 p.m. this Sunday night. That's right, a live in-studio performance sitting in our Lazy Boy Susan dining chairs. Folks, we're going to be talking wrestling. We're going to be breaking down downtown to Chinatown, talking about everything up and down the card for WrestleMania 27. And, of course, again, we have our Tuesday show, our regular Thursday show, but this is going to be a classic one, folks. Don't forget, tune in this Sunday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Can't forget to thank Todd for our angry sports update. To fits our producer, Jose, our media director slash PR director slash whatever else the hell he does. Oh, by the way, folks, he was right. Oh, sorry. Hans, I get them confused. Hans was right. Battle L.A. was a great movie. I saw it tonight at the Dining Theater, lazing it up in my reclining chair. That movie was awesome. Go see it. There's only one, you know, foul word in there, which uh, really surprised me. But I digress. Folks, for JB, this is DG of Pure Gold reminding you to always keep it P-G. Good night, everyone. See you on Sunday. WrestleMania! 27!